Hello and welcome to Glens Falls Today Morning Brief. Our top story today, the latest updates in the process of redistricting the city of Glens Falls. I'm Gary Scott and today is Thursday, March 16th, 2023. Other stories in the morning brief today, the recent work of Queensbury School's Best Buddies program, a proposed law regarding short-term rental properties in Chestertown, Greater Glens Falls Transit seeking drivers for summer trolleys, Dr. John Ruggie awarded for his contributions to the Adirondack region, and Argyle Central School District to hold presentations from its final two candidates for superintendent. But first, before we get into our stories, I want to let you know that if you're looking for a place to advertise your local business, Glens Falls Today could be the perfect solution. Our goal is to provide free and convenient access to important local news, but more importantly, we want to support and represent our community. And what better way to do that than by helping to spread the word about the great local businesses in the greater Glens Falls area. For example, I would like to thank one of our community partners, 1-800-PAINT-JOB. Professional painters and pressure washers providing high-quality services and close client relationships to bring great ideas to life for over 30 years. And if you own a business in the area as well, you could advertise with us on our website or even right here with me on The Morning Brief. For more information, head over to our website at glensfallstoday.com and thank you for making Glens Falls Today your source for free local news. Last week, the Best Buddies program at Queensbury Middle School received photos from a superhero-themed photo shoot to promote inclusion. According to the Post Star, the photo shoot was held after school in October around Halloween by Queensbury High School senior Ella Party, the president of the high school's Best Buddies program. The Best Buddies website explains that the program builds one-to-one -one friendships between people with and without intellectual and developmental disabilities. The program offers social interactions while improving the quality of life and level of inclusion for a population that is often isolated and excluded. Teachers Amanda Briani, Haley Goodsell, and Michelle Trimarki are the advisors for the program in the middle school. Briani, who started the program at Queensbury Middle School in 2011, said Best Buddies has started to gain more members as normality is restored following the pandemic. Briani said she enjoyed getting to see the reaction of students when the photos were taken. Soon, the posters with their photos will be hung throughout the halls of the middle school, giving another boost of inclusion to the students. She added, quote, Those posters, when they're in the hallway, will make our students feel good. We're trying to change the environment and culture in our school. I think COVID had a big impact on that, and we're just trying to do better. She said the project was entirely Ella Party's doing, and expressed gratitude when speaking of Party and her passion for not only photography, but also making a positive impact for the younger students. Brienne said, quote, she set up a professional photo shoot with lights and everything. She did a fantastic job, and the kids had so much fun. It made them feel accepted by everybody. The Post Star reports Party worked on designing and editing the photos for months. She explained that she became the high school's best buddies president when the election for the seat was uncontested. When asked if she would continue to be a part of best buddies in college, she said she made sure the five schools she applied to had the program so she could continue to make a difference. The president of the Middle School Best Buddies program is Chessica Dera, who I recently talked about here because two years ago she created a nonprofit called Chessica's Vision, which raises money to help pay fees for students who wouldn't be able to participate in sports and extracurricular activities such as band. You know, between stories like this and things like the Sapphire Marathon dance, I just want to point out how great it is that there are so many young students coming up now who are willing to go so far out of their way to make a difference for other people, be it big or small. I think that really says a lot. 
After more than four years of research and consideration, the Chestertown Board has drafted a proposed law regarding short-term rentals, and the local leaders were scheduled to give it a final review at their monthly meeting, which took place on Tuesday evening. According to Sun Community News, the board is likely to set a public hearing on the proposed law, but they might decide to take another month to review its provisions. Chester Supervisor Craig Leggett said the law is a, quote, middle-of-the-road ordinance, adding, quote, the draft law strikes a balance between accommodating interests of property owners and addressing quality-of-life concerns of their neighbors. Initially, a town committee took the existing short-term rental laws developed for the towns of Lake George, Bolton, and Warrensburg and weighed their merits, then Leggett said they crafted a law that contains the most appropriate aspects of all three. The law requires a revocable permit to be obtained from the town before a dwelling unit can be rented out on a short-term basis. The law also limits occupancy according to regulations enforced by the Warren County Fire Prevention and Building Code Department. And it requires providing at least one off-street parking space per every four guests, and a garbage collection plan to be in effect during rental periods. The draft law states that its intent is to, quote, secure the health, safety, and welfare of property owners, residents, and the public. The draft law is posted on the town board page of the Town of Chester website under the heading Local Laws and Ordinances. Now, before we get to our top story, I want to remind you again that you could advertise your business with us at glensfallstoday.com or right here on The Morning Brief. As our business continues to grow and develop, we hope to help other local businesses do the same. We want to help you spread the word about the great services that you have to offer our community. For more information, visit our website at glensfallstoday.com. The idea of one person, one vote, which began a redistricting process in the city of Glens Falls more than a year ago, was formally completed last month, along with the release of polling place updates for each ward of the city. The process was designed to bring equal legislative representation in a non-political way based on one simple thing, population data. It not only allowed each ward to have a slice of the downtown business district, but also allowed each elected representative of the common council to remain within their respective wards. Mayor Bill Collins said, quote, We are absolutely delighted to have this process fully complete. I said from the outset I didn't want anyone in the city of Glens Falls to be worried about gerrymandering. Bob Curtis and the entire task force undertook the process with 100% transparency. The boundaries are fair, and the task force never took politics into consideration. A majority of voters will find that their wards and polling places are unchanged, however some voters will find that their residences have been moved into a new ward and polling location. City residents who are in a new ward will be alerted to the change in their ward assignments by the County Board of Elections. Mayor Collins also said, quote, In October 2021, the Mayor's Office and the City of Glens Falls Common Council were made aware by local attorney John Caffrey that the city was not in compliance with the 1964 Supreme Court ruling one person, one vote principle. Last March, Mayor Collins addressed this issue with the Common Council, and then last April, the Common Council approved a resolution creating a new redistricting task force. Former City Clerk Bob Curtis was appointed as chairman of the task force. Each member of the Common Council then appointed a member to the task force, and as a result, a seven-member task force assumed the responsibility of reviewing the ward boundaries. The task force also included Vice Chairwoman Mary DeSantis, as well as Robin Barkenhagen, Nancy Kelly, Lee Braggs, Connie Boss, and Janet DeMano. The work performed by the task force, which resolved the balance in population within the five wards, was approved by city voters during last November's election. It was recently recognized via resolution by the Warren County Board of Supervisors formalizing the redistricting changes, which in turn have been filed with the New York Secretary of State. 
Greater Glens Falls Transit, or GGFT, is currently seeking drivers for its summer trolley buses, which mainly operate the route between Glens Falls and Lake George. News 10 reports trolley season begins in late June, running through Labor Day weekend, with buses traveling daily to give summer workers and visitors an easy route to the village. Requirements for drivers include a Class B CDL license and passenger endorsements. GGFT is offering full and part-time positions paying between $2063 and $2273 per hour. GGFT also needs year-round vehicle maintenance staff offering full training. After the COVID-19 pandemic, GGFT faced a shift in its driver pool. In prior years, the Transit Authority relied on retired school bus drivers interested in summer work, but has since found that pool to have dried up, with many drivers dropping for health or family reasons. The Adirondack Regional Chamber of Commerce awarded the 34th Annual J. Walter Juckett Community Service Award to retired physician and Hudson Headwaters Health Network founder, Dr. John Ruggie. According to Sun Community News, Dr. Ruggie was presented with the award at the ARCC annual dinner at the Sagamore Resort last Friday. ARCC President and CEO Trisha Rogers said, quote, Dr. Ruggie is so deserving of this honor. As the founder of Hudson Headwaters Health Network, his passion and drive to further healthcare in our region is admirable. We are fortunate that Dr. Ruggie chose to stay in our region and establish a healthcare system that helps so many of our community members. Dr. Ruggie was a family physician who came to the Adirondacks to finish writing a book in 1974. He accepted a temporary position with the Glens Falls Hospital serving as supervising physician at a brand new health center in Chestertown. Then, as a concerning trend of declining health options and practitioners grew within the Adirondacks, Dr. Ruggie combined medical practice with community engagement to create Hudson Headwaters Health Network. The network has since grown to include 21 health centers from Saratoga all the way up to the Canadian border, with about 200 medical providers and more than 150,000 patients. Dr. Ruggie's work and immersion in local health needs led him to serve on more than three dozen government advisory panels, task forces, and councils over his lifetime as Hudson Headwaters now serves as a model for others across the nation. The Sun reports Assemblyman Matt Simpson was one of the many to congratulate him on the achievement and latest honors, saying, quote, Dr. Ruggie is a true champion of the North Country who has enabled countless residents access to quality healthcare for decades past and decades to come. He is a truly worthy individual for this prestigious award, and the 114th District is forever grateful. And finally, on Monday, Argyle Central School District announced a new phase in its search for a new superintendent of schools. According to News 10, the School Board of Education has narrowed its field down to two final candidates and is planning opportunities for the public to hear from each of them. Those two candidates are James Benefield, current principal at Hudson Falls High School, and Jenny Mueller, pre-K through 6th grade principal at Greenwich Central School District. They will both tour the Argyle District, be interviewed by the board, and give a presentation on their goals and values. Members of the public will then be asked to provide written feedback following the presentations. The presentations are open to the public. James Benefield's will take place this Monday, March 20th, and Jenny Mueller's will follow on Tuesday the 21st. Both presentations will be held at 3 p.m. in the school's old cafeteria. The two were selected following a process that included an online survey where locals and stakeholders could sound off on education values important for the next leader of Argyle's educators. Stakeholders were also invited to take part in the interview process leading up to this point. The Argyle Board of Education intends to make a final decision shortly after both presentations have taken place. The selected candidate will replace Michael Healy, who left Argyle Central School District after five years to pursue a new opportunity as the leader of Waterford Half Moon Union Free School District. 
And that is all I've got for the morning brief today. Again, I'm Gary Scott for Glens Falls Today, and as always, thank you for listening. Our goal for the morning brief is to provide you with quick and convenient access to the most important news around the greater Glens Falls area, so if you love the show, you can support us by subscribing, leaving a five-star review, and recommending us to a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow morning with more local news you need to know. I'm Gary Scott, and this is Glens Falls Today Morning Brief.